With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard on VSEN. We welcome you into another edition of the Lombardi Line, presented as always by BetMGM. Live from downtown Las Vegas at our Circus Sportsbook Studios, I'm Ben Wilson, normally joined by Mike Pritchard. Pritch, though, with the NFL season in the rearview mirror, he's off in Hawaii on a beach somewhere. <laughs> so in his place, we get one of our normal regulars here on the show every Tuesday. Josh Applebaum joins us from Boston, host of the VEASAN Morning Daily Bets podcast and Market Insights podcast. Josh, thanks for pinch hitting today. Great to see you again, my man. Yeah, it's great to be with you, Ben. And yeah, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt. Trey Lance got hurt. So now Brock Purdy, I'm your guy filling in for Pritch here. So I'm excited, Ben. We got a lot to get to. Although I'm a little upset. You know, you're from Milwaukee. I'm in Boston. You have Celtics Bucks tonight. But of course, this is why NBA is so frustrating. Celtics resting all their guys. Open Bucks minus four all the way to Bucks minus nine. But that's okay, Ben. We're going to have a great day today. A lot of futures talk, a lot of college basketball, great games tonight to break down, and a lot of NFL chatter here, especially with the draft as well. So it's great to be with you, Ben. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm fantastic, Josh. I'm, ex- I'm setting the line at uh, five and a half corny Valentine's Day <laughs> jokes. Bet the over. That's where it's steamed right now for Josh Applebaum. We'll see how quickly <laughs> uh, we get there today. Will Hill, one of our other regular Tuesday guests, he is going to join the show a little bit later. Will has plays in just about every single sport, so we'll talk to Will a little bit later in this hour. And then Nick Whalen gives us some insights on the NBA from RotoWire, outstanding analyst uh, is Nick. He'll join us at 1.30 on the East Coast. For right now, though, Josh, there's really not much of an NFL offseason anymore these days. We have two weeks now <laughs> until the combine already. So it, it's going to come fast and furious. You have free agency starting now within the next month. Big news of the day from a hiring standpoint. It's in Indianapolis. Colts officially making Shane Steichen, the former Philadelphia offensive coordinator, the higher official is their head coach, one of the longest shots on the board, a total rebuild in Indianapolis. But what do you make of Steichen now, a quarterback whisperer who just led one of the best offenses in the NFL to the Super Bowl, coming into Indianapolis, a team projected to be taking a quarterback with their first pick? Yeah, Ben, I like this move. And again, you talk about the Colts and Ursay, and, you know, was it going to be Jeff Saturday? I think he was kind of a rah-rah guy, did an okay job at first. But I don't think you want to build your future around someone who doesn't have the experience enough especially in today's NFL. So I think it's a, anytime, you know, uh, Ben, a, a team hires like a young whiz kid, offensive minded guy. I always think that's kind of a good move here. You know, we've seen mixed results with Staley and obviously Sirianni, uh, you know, had led his team to a Super Bowl this year, but that's the way the league is going. You know, it's all about the passing offense. The rules are geared toward the passing game, you know, being inventive, all these different things that we saw, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles do that uh, Shane Steichen was a part of. 
So I think it's a good move here. Now, the trickle-down effect to me, Ben, is, you know, how does this affect the draft for the Colts? Like, right now, they're 150 to 1 long shot. You know, you're not really expecting them to win the Super Bowl this year. However, does this mean that they move up in the draft? Do they move up and make a move for C.J. Stroud? We'll get into some draft chatter a little bit later here, but if Love is off the board and Stroud or even Will Levis, who, Ben, I got to get your take on Levis. I think there's a lot of different uh, ways to look at this kid. A lot of people are high on him. He's also been unproven. But what I'm looking for is if you are starting new, you're rebuilding, you know, you have a good offensive line, you have a good running game, pretty good defense there. You have the home home, uh, field advantage being in the dome where it's really loud, fast track here. So if you got your, your head coach here, Steichen, which I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, young up and coming offensive guy. Can you pair him with CJ Stroud or a young quarterback? Then you could be off and running here. So I think for the Colts, you're probably glad it wasn't Saturday. I think Steichen has potential here, Ben. Well, you have to think about where we were at less than a year ago. Indianapolis was one of the popular <laughs> Super Bowl sexy preseason future teams. They were favorites to win the AFC South. They got a lot of their respected money in the last offseason. I don't come into 2023 really feeling like Indianapolis is all that far off, Josh, for a team that's 150 to 1, the third longest odds <laughs> on the board right now. And I look at their, you know, their final numbers this season, you know, on, on an overall uh, basis for, for Indianapolis, you know, a team that. Yes, had their struggles with the quarterback position, but I mean, besides that, where where Indianapolis finished here, you know, it wasn't it wasn't all that bad. It was twelfth defending the run on an EPA per play basis, thirteenth defending the pass. They were tied for eighth in yards per play allowed, ninth in average yards per drive allowed. I would imagine though, with a guy like Steichen who led this this sort of six back zone read type offense to such prolific success for Philadelphia, you want a more dual threat type quarterback. C.J. Stroud is a guy who, as much as he was a prolific passer at Ohio State, that's somebody who, whenever teams sag back in, in sort of man coverage deep downfield against Ohio State, he could kill you with the legs. And we know Bryce Young has the ability to run and take off as an elusive athlete who also has really good accuracy for Alabama. I have to imagine it's one of those two guys if you're Indianapolis. And whether that means forcing, forcing a trade up in the draft, whether one of those quarterbacks falls to them at number four, you assume one of those two guys goes to Indianapolis, Josh, you have to think, not that I would bet 150 to one as a long shot, but that is a really intriguing team from a win total perspective next year, since you would imagine that 150 to one translates to about six and a half wins or so. Yeah, I'm with you, Ben. And again, we throw out kind of the Super Bowl futures here just to give you a baseline of, you know, how the basically the odds makers are projecting this team going into next year. But, you know, a couple of things we got to wait for these win totals. You know, it's really funny and ironic, Ben, because I remember doing shows, uh, you know, exactly a year ago or, you know, pretty much over last summer where I'm with you. I was looking at the Colts as uh, a win total over team, you know, looking at them to win their division here. Obviously, the experiment with Matt Ryan failed pretty much miserably here. Now you get why the Atlanta Falcons were so uh, happy and excited to, to you know, kind of make that trade and get some draft capital here. But also their division, Ben, you know, we're going to get to some futures in a second year, but the Jaguars are on the rise. This is a team that's young and up and coming in that division. I don't think you can discount the Titans here. I know uh, Mike Vrabel didn't have the best year, but can they get their quarterback situation solved? I still think Vrabel's one of the better coaches. And then the Texans, you bring in D'Amico Ryans. I think they're far off as well. Uh, but, you know, that's a team that could also be building here. And if you can get Bryce Young as your first pick, you have a good defensive coordinator now. They have two picks in the first round. I think it's more of a competitive division. But it, I'm looking at the win total. When this thing drops, Ben, mm -hmm. is, it the, is it the polar opposite of last year? Everyone was high on the Colts. Now will they be super low on the Colts, creating a buy-low opportunity? That's what I'll be looking out for throughout the summer. Yeah, Jaguars come into the season. They will be the favorites in the AFC South, 25-1 to 1 right now to win the Super Bowl. A team right next to the Jaguars is the Jets, who yesterday hire 
the the former Titans offensive coordinator who was then fired after his DUI after that firing. Titans lost the final seven games of the year. Jets hire Todd Downing as their pass game coordinator who has previous ties to Ryan Tannehill and Derek Carr as the rumor mill continues about who the Jets will get at quarterback. That was after the Jets hired Nathaniel Hackett to be their offensive coordinator who worked with Aaron Rodgers when he was in Green Bay. What do you make of all these rumors swirling there for the New York Jets and all the different hires that clearly Josh appears to be designed around a potential quarterback coming in? Yeah, so first off, can we get a side-by-side Brian Ortega of Will Hill and, and Todd Downing here? I think they're spitting. They're brothers from another mother. They, they are spitting images of each other here. Every, every time I see Will Downing, I think of Will Hill. But my angle here, Ben, would be I'm not big on Downing as an offensive coordinator. I mean, he had a couple a year, good year. Then obviously their offense went, you know, kind of down the tubes last year. You know, is he that inventive? It sounded it sounded to me like Vrabel kind of lost confidence in him. So the Jets seem to be playing like that that friend of a friend type game. Like, are they bringing in Downing just to get you know Car Tannehill? Do they bring in Hackett just to try to get Aaron Rodgers? I mean, this is a team that you know you drafted obviously Zach Wilson so high in the draft. He's been a big and a huge disappointment here. Uh, so are you giving up on him? Are you looking for the veteran market? I think you're playing the game of the connection here. And will he have some say once Aaron Rodgers, Ben gets out of his, uh, his, you know, week long dark room here uh, on his new uh, Iaswaka Iaswaka t- uh, trip this year, maybe he'll decide to go to the jets or some other team. I think Rodgers is a big domino to fall, but the jets, I don't, I don't think Robert Salah is a terrible coach. I mean, he has them pretty competitive here. You know, they have a pretty good defense. You have some skill position players. You had some linemen who got hurt should be coming back this year. But again, it's all about the quarterback. You know, Mike white has shown some flashes. He's been fun to bet on here, but is he, uh, is he your long-term answer? I think if you can find a way to get Rodgers in there with the Hackett connection or maybe downing, you know, bringing in Derek Carr. I'm not huge on Tannehill either, but to me, I think you're, you're bringing in these guys, maybe not for uh, how great they are as a coordinator, but the connection and kind of the supplementary connection that they have to maybe bring in one of these quarterbacks. So Jets right now, Ben, 28 to 1. Uh, again, my Patriots have had their number. They don't beat many mm-hmm. other teams other than the Jets. But I think 28 to 1, you know, it's a team that can be competitive. However, it is a very uh, difficult AFC East. Uh, it's a bold strategy, bringing in two coordinators who are fresh off of <laughs> horrific results. Tennessee was 30th in pass offense a season ago, and that and that didn't really change even after the firing of, of downing their midseason with, uh, with what happened with his DUI and still in, under investigation by the league for that. As much as it's tempting to say, okay, the Jets are just a piece away. They're a quarterback away from competing with a top five consensus defense from a season ago. It's just a dangerous game, Josh, when you have such a a generally deep division in the AFC East. To have the Jets here as the second favorite right now to win the East. They've come down to 25 to 1 at BetMGM to win it all. And if you look at the teams that are right there with them, you have the Jaguars made it to the division around this past season. The Lions, who were the hottest team down the stretch, barely miss out on the postseason. I'd have to think those are three teams that will be very, very popular bets. Remember, the Eagles opened in a similar range last year and everybody was on Philly uh, in last offseason if if we go back to what the general talking points were at this time last year. So I'm always always wary, Josh, of those super sexy, hot offseason teams. And before we know what happens with the Jets, and that obviously plays a big factor in where the team goes from a quarterback perspective, just has that feel, Josh, one of those sexy teams that everybody will be in love with going into the offseason. Yeah, and imagine if they bring in Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Rodgers going to the Big Apple. I mean, that's going to be a huge media kind of narrative and people getting so excited about the Jets. Again, make them a better team, of course. But you're totally right, Ben. Being kind of uh, conscious of not just betting on, you know, the, the shiny object here, the team that quote unquote wins the offseason. That's been a good strategy long term for a lot of wise guys who kind of want to bet against. It's a way to go contrarian with a lot of these win totals, betting against the teams that everyone says are going to be these big juggernauts. It'd be really interesting to see how that uh, that all plays out. The other hire today, <laughs> we'll get to this real quick in Baltimore. 
Baltimore. They do have an offensive uh, coordinator. Is Todd Monken comes from the college ranks, led a prolific Georgia offense over the past few seasons. He is now the new Baltimore offensive coordinator as all the rumors continue to swirl on what will happen with quarterback Lamar Jackson, Josh. Yeah, Jackson looks like he's going to be franchise tagged here. And again, I've got, we're going to have to see how that plays out long term. Do they bring in Stetson Bennett here? You know, fourth or fifth round no. pairing with Todd Munkin, Ben. That's what I'm looking for. The oldest uh, rookie Seven probably round, in the history maybe. of the NFL. Yeah. What was Chris Winkie, though, by the way? Wasn't he like 27 in his rookie year? He, Something like yeah, that. Brandon Whedon. Those are the guys. Yeah. You think about these, the very the elder statesmen coming in as rookies. Yes. <laughs> That yeah, but be, if you uh, can get some good offense here, Ben, you know, right now you're looking at Baltimore 22 to one. They're always competitive under Harbaugh. I like this hire. Munkin is kind of bringing that college game, the next wave of how the game is being played. Again, if you want to predict the future of the NFL, look toward what's going on in college. So I think it's a good move bringing in Todd Munkin. And Greg Roman also, who was just resigned as that offensive coordinator role. He has been in the mix interviewing with uh, Washington here as, as well as Eric Bieniemy now set the interview with Washington uh, at the in the commander's position coming in to this week. So a lot of moving parts. There's really no NFL offense season anymore we go right into all of the moving parts that constitute this, this truncated version of an nfl offseason the draft is only 72 days away so we're already in a draft countdown odds are out not only on first pick but on first quarterback and wide receiver we'll get josh's early take on the betting market for the nfl draft when we return there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on v With Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. 
It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Josh Applebaum back with us in for Mike Pritchard today. I'm Ben Wilson from Las Vegas. Josh out in Boston on the East Coast. 72 days, Josh. I know you've got one of those, uh, those ticking calendar <laughs> things on your phone because you, you love betting the NFL draft uh, more than just about anybody I know. One of the, the best ways <laughs> to make some profit in the NFL offseason because for and for people who are maybe new to this this year, it's much more different, Josh, than just say handicapping a game. It is such a news based thing. And the big question that will determine a lot, at least from the top of the draft board and the odds, it's what does the Chicago Bears end up doing with the number one overall pick widely rumored to be in the market to trade down with two or three potentially, depending on who you talk to franchise type quarterbacks set to go at the top of the odds board. Uh, and that's that's really where we begin, Josh, trying to parse now between the next two and a half months. What do the Bears decide to do and how will that impact the rest of the market? Yeah, and I think, Ben, you make a great point. This complicates trying to bet the NFL draft, which is something that I do love to bet on. I think if you're just a analytics-based guy, and you, you know, one thing I would recommend is now the Super Bowl is over, go to every website that you have you know, access to in terms of what state you're in and looking at these odds and just screenshot them, bookmark them, get a baseline of what the odds are now, and then we have 72 days to every single day you know, double check. What are the updated moves? What are the line moves going on? Also, it's kind of a, a small market right now. We can, we'll get into it in a second right now, basically, but you really only have who will go first, who will be your top uh, quarterback and who will be your top wide receiver. But as we get closer and closer to the draft, what I like really like to do, Ben, is like, you know, over under draft positions, head to heads, who will be the first, you know, offensive lineman selected. I'm looking at uh, Skaronsky, that uh, lineman here to win that thing. So I think it's really important here, number one, to just have a baseline now, bookmark the odds, track how they move. But then also, remember a really teachable moment from last year, Ben, uh, Derek Stingley Jr. Remember he had some huge steam late. I think he, what did he go, third overall? And he was a guy that really wasn't projected to go that high, but the late movement really was in his favor. So I think you want to baseline it now, track it the next 72 days, but then also be conscious of, one, trying to get good numbers now, but then also being aware of late movement being really predictive here once you get some information and some, uh, some info starts to leak out. So there's tons of mocks out there, Ben. I would just be a little careful. Everyone's got a mock you know in your basement you know a college kid can put a mock out there how much stock you're going to put into it i'm not really sure obviously we lean on uh you know mel kuyper and todd mcshay and these guys who have been doing it for quite a while but one thing that's really difficult here ben as you mentioned is you know it's not like the jags have the number one pick and they're going to draft trevor lawrence what complicates this is that you mention it you know number one is is the chicago bears as the number one overall draft pick jalen carter according to mel kuyper uh, has him going one right now why because uh, Justin Fields is your quarterback. You don't really need a quarterback here. So is that a trade there? You know, do you see a team move up like Houston go up one spot to guarantee that they get Bryce, uh, Bryce, Lo uh, Bryce Young here? Or do you see a team like maybe the Colts leapfrog them to try to get one of these quarterbacks that complicates it a bit. So right now, Bryce Young is the favorite Ben minus 130 to go first overall. But I'm a little wary of, you know, if the, you know, the Chicago can't find a dance partner and maybe they have to make that pick. Like if I'm Chicago, I'm trading down. You can probably get Carter anyway. You get multiple picks to stockpile your team and rebuild. But right now, if you pay a little more juice, Bryce Young, just to be the first quarterback selected, it doesn't, he doesn't have to go first overall. That's minus 175. So I know it's a little bit pricey here, but these are the ways you got to think through some of these bets. Because again, what if Bryce Young is your first quarterback? 
but they can't find a trade partner and they take a guy like Jalen Carter first. I don't think that's probably going to happen. I think it's probably going to be uh, Bryce Young, but you would hate to have, you know, a minus 130 on Young, whereas you could have gone minus 175 and just won that head-to-head battle mm-hmm. over a guy like C.J. Stroud. Yeah, the three favorites right now to be selected, first overall, are quarterbacks. It's the three guys, Young from Alabama, minus 130, Stroud of Ohio State, plus 250, then Will Levis from Kentucky, who has been a very polarizing prospect in a lot of different circles. <laughs> Levis at 5-1 to one right now, then you get to Jalen Carter at plus 650. Will Anderson, the linebacker out of Alabama, is at plus 750. And the thing to remember from last year, there was so much movement that occurred after the combine where you you kind of got a sense who teams were actually high on as opposed to the you know, all the conjecture and guessing really that goes on pre-combine. So my, my, my advice is always don't lock yourself in even if there's a lot of market swings before the combine actually happens because we really have no idea until that. And if, if you go back to last year, Trayvon Walker was not even on the radar for first overall pick uh, until well after the combine. So I, I just wonder from the from the quarterback perspective, while Young is, yes, right now, minus 175, you have Stroud two to one to be first quarterback and Levis plus 450. Who is who is who are we to say, Josh, who is going to end up? flipping could that could that completely change could you see one guy have a better combine uh, than the other and and all of a sudden the tea leaves start to get spilled that the teams at the top favor one over the other it's really hard for us to sit here and say have you seen anything definitive though has the market shown you anything early that you're at least wanting to file away and save for once we get post combine here so I think it's a great point by you, Ben. You know, once we get to the combine, you got these kids running around in tights. That's when a lot of, you know, you're going to hear rumors, obviously, of this guy ran a ridiculous 40. He had this, this crazy deadlift. So I think it's a great point by you. Once the combine happens, you're going to see some movement uh, based on how these teams are reacting to some of these players. So one thing that just came to mind here, Ben, you know, you have Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, and Will Levis. Is Levis or Levis? I'll get this wrong up until probably this kid's whole career here. But what I'm looking at is over-unders in terms of quarterback selected first round. This could be another way to make some money because... Uh, uh, right now, you have these three QBs, you know, all five plus 500 or less. And there's one other guy, uh, Anthony Richardson, you know, the guy from Florida here who uh, I think is kind of rising up with some of these draft boards a little bit, kind of the new way, new wave of NFL. I'm not going to call him like a Patrick Mahomes, but a guy who can run, who can throw, who's got the measurables, who's tall, who's strong, who went obviously in a big program there in the SEC with Florida. He's right now 35 to one to be first quarterback selected. So he's not going to go first overall. But after him, it's Tanner McKee at 75 to one, Jaron Hall, Hendon Hooker, a lot of these guys not even close. So is there a profit out there of three and a half over under quarterbacks in the first round? I'm thinking we're getting four uh, QBs in the first round here, Ben. The the three QBs we mentioned, plus Anthony Richardson, if there's a three and a half once that drops, maybe it's three and a half over minus 120, you can hit it before it gets a three and a half over, you know, minus 150, minus 200. That's another way to attack it here. I think Richardson's could be your fourth quarterback in round one. I mean, that's some of the early mocks. And again, we take these with a, a massive, it's more than a pinch. It's a, it's a <laughs> whole uh, bucket load of salt so far, but I've seen Richardson as high as nine or 10. It, it seems like a, an almost guarantee that you will get Richardson in the first round, the quarterback coming out of Florida. Uh, time will tell on where those odds end up getting set. Usually yeah, you don't see any of the, <laughs> Uh, the matchups or the round uh, the or the over under positions until after the combine, uh, but file some of those nuggets away. The wide receiver market is also really hard to handicap early, Josh, where I've seen mocks that have Jordan Addison out of USC going number one of the wide receivers. Jackson Smith in the jig, but what will he look like at the combine after an injury shortened final season at Ohio State? He's been some guys. He's been a, a guy who some think will go number one overall. Then there's Quentin Johnson, the TCU wide receiver. Uh, Johnston was on the national spotlight going into the national championship game for TCU. If you look at the odds board in the market, what stands out to you, Josh, in this race for first wide receiver? 
So what stands out to me is these are the props that I look for, Ben, the props where, you know, there isn't a clear cut minus number in front of any player here. So this means if you do your homework, if you can kind of project these things, if you can stay glued to Twitter and kind of what people are saying, you can catch a plus money prop, which is it's always better to catch a plus money prop and then a minus uh, money prop here. So I am looking toward Quentin Johnson plus 150, obviously uh, Smith and Jiba plus 225 Addison plus 250. I know Addison is maybe kind of that slot receiver, that quick guy and, you know, uh, who can go down the middle, maybe in the vein of like a, an Edelman or a Welker, if you're a Pat fan like me so obviously he's a guy who was at Pitt, transferred to usc you're getting a lot of shine on him also as well you know and jiba you know who has a ton of potential here as well but to me johnson johnston what stands out about him ben is the size you know he's six foot four he's 216 this guy who runs like the wind he's that outside deep threat here uh kind of in the vein of you know uh, like a taller wide receiver almost like a randy moss kind of guy so to me th what i'm looking for is if you can kind of project this out and he's plus 150 now, I think you take a shot on him to go first overall because, again, it is a bit tight. You have these three wide receivers all grouped kind of in the same uh, type of number here. But if this plus 150, and here's the other thing what, what I like to do with prop spend. Maybe you don't bet Johnston right now plus 150, but do you check the odds every single day and notice one day, oh, that 150 is down to plus 140, down to plus 130. If you get confirmation that maybe something that you're leaning on is taking in money and causing the line to move in the favor of that prop, that's always a good sign. So again, I think it's you made a good point. It's hard to bet any of this stuff right now. because There's a lot to be uh, you know figured out. But I'd be going Johnston plus 150. I think that number shortens before we get closer to the draft. And keep in mind, last year it was a huge wide receiver first round class. I, I remember the the bet that I loved. Was the it six most. and a half or it, what well, was it, Ben? We, yeah. we, we got five and a halves, at least here in, uh, in Las Vegas, in the Nevada jurisdiction. Five and a halves over that close six and a half. There were a ton of wide receivers in the first round. The consensus is maybe three, could even be as low as two <laughs> in the first round. So a much different. Uh, set of circumstances coming into the draft this year uh, but the, yeah the positional over under moves are huge Derek Stingley I mean was I remember betting him at 11 and a half last year under guy gets <laughs> drafted in the top three by the Houston Texans so uh, it's just a good place to kind of benchmark and, and spotlight for right now and what you're already thinking what first offensive lineman you're going to the Northwestern kids Karatsky Josh man you're all over this stuff already I'm waiting for him yeah offensive lineman again <laughs> Paris Johnson you got yeah. the Broderick Jones so that could be the the, oh, the offensive lineman market that could be where he makes some money this year there's a lot of different ways to to profit and benefit on the nfl draft our biggest advice for right now though hold back wait don't don't do anything too soon it's 72 days still till the start of the nfl draft what we can bet on at least for right now though it's the nba daily card a number of good matchups tonight we'll also look at the futures market where it is josh value we'll discuss next on the lombardi line you're listening to the lombardi line on vsin with ben wilson and mike pritchard If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, the VEASAN experts have got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides with the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and daily props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99. That is vsin.com slash subscribe as one of our main experts that you see with that VEASAN Pro subscriber uh, ship, if you if you will. It's uh, it's our guy Josh Applebaum, who you can follow at Josh underscore insights, joining us from Boston right now in for Mike Pritchard, who has been who has been hard at work the entire NFL season. So Mike deserving some time <laughs> off here. We now that we are post NFL, Josh, we are able to transition a little bit. Think about some of the other sports that, that could potentially represent value on the day to day card. Let's start NBA 
we'll get to the games for tonight in a second. It's a shame that our uh, our, our two favorite teams, uh, it's not exactly the marquee matchup we thought we were getting with Celtics and Bucks. But as you look at the, the general state of the futures market coming up on All-Star Weekend, this weekend in Salt Lake City, where is there still value to be had if you consider... Now, all the aftershocks coming from the uh, from the trade deadline and the Kyrie Irving move to Dallas, some of the other moves. What stands out to you on the odds board now that we've made it through that very hectic period? So I think it's important, the distinction of, you know, kind of what value means. Value is obviously, do you still feel like there's an advantage over the sports books? Do you feel like you're getting a good number here? So the Phoenix Suns, they won the trade deadline here. Just look at what uh, happened here in, their, in the movement in terms of their odds shifting. They were, you know, as high as I think like 25 to 1. Now the Suns are all the way down to your second best odds overall, plus 450. So they are kind of in the conversation of maybe a Celtic Suns matchup here. But in terms of value, you know, is there value now to, to take a plus 450 when you could have gotten a much better number prior to the deadline? Not so much, I would say. So what's interesting to me, Celtics moved a little bit here, Ben. They're plus 350. They're plus 325 now. They didn't really make many moves. They did bring in Mike Muscala, big guy who can shoot the three. I think in a way, it's almost like addition by subtraction. The fact that the Celtics, not that the Nets were a huge uh, you know, kind of a scare for them, but you did get obviously both Kyrie and Durant going out west. So the path opens up a little bit more. Uh, so I don't think there's much value on these two teams. Like, again, are they likely to win the championship? Yes, based on the odds. But I'll go down the board a little bit, Ben. To me, I think the Denver Nuggets have value. They're plus 700 right now. They're a team that uh, what I like to do is when I'm betting on you know futures, and I always love having, Ben, like my sweats for today, and then also a portfolio of future upcoming games that I can hopefully cash and maybe you know look at my odds market. And really my angle with futures is, Let's take this, these, this great data from BetMGM, from our buddy John Ewing, who always pumps out these great updates here, looking at the percentage of bets and dollars for who's going to win the championship. We'll get to the awards here in a second. The draft is another big one here. But what jumped out to me with the Denver Nuggets at plus 700 is that they actually have one of the best uh, low bets, higher dollars ticket splits here. They're only getting about 12% of bets, but almost 18% of the money. And really the only team getting more uh, percentage of, of handle here in terms of money, this is another value play would be the Warriors. Now the Warriors are plus 1600. To me, if they can just get healthy and get in the tournament, this is a team that I don't think they really care much about the regular season, just play, play well enough, again, to hopefully avoid the play-in and then really uh, have your stars healthy and ready to go. So to me, it's obviously the the Celtics and the Suns taking in uh, a lot of the uh, excitement here and a lot of the spotlight. But I think the Nuggets with Jokic, one of the best records in the NBA at plus 700. Obviously, if, you, if you're banking on the Warriors getting healthy, that number could have value. And Ben, I fully admit, you know, the Celtics are on a historic pace. They've tailed off a little bit. Your Milwaukee Bucks, you're now what? Plus 550. They've won what? Mm. 10 games in a row. Uh, I don't know how many, uh, you know, they don't have a second round pick until the year 3000 because of Jay Crowder. But to me, that's a scary team that's won it before. I think if we get a Celtics Bucks, uh, you know, conference finals there. That could be a great matchup. And no matter what ticket you're holding, that could be a hedging opportunity. Well, especially with the, the way the East has changed so drastically. When you take both Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving out of Brooklyn, turn the Nets from a legitimate contender, a team that had made tons of improvements after firing Steve Nash early in the year, all of a sudden just wipe them off the map. Philadelphia is the, really the only other team you have to consider. It, it is a true uh, three-tiered race for the title of the Eastern Crown. And yet Milwaukee, who have been on an absolute tear, have won 10 straight games. They're huge favorites tonight against Boston. Celtics will likely be without uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Tatum, doubtful with an illness. Brown already ruled out for the game. But it's a Milwaukee team that since Chris Middleton has started to get healthier and back into the fold, He's a guy who is such an elite three-point shooter, but also has the length to stretch the floor. That it, it, It's one of those situations, Josh, where it allows Giannis Antetokounmpo, for as much attention as he already gets, 
it allows them more space with with the way Milwaukee is able to utilize more weapons when they have the ball on offense. Milwaukee's already been an elite defensive team all year. They're second in overall defensive net rating, but they've made a big leap from 21st on offense to 14th over this latest 15-game span. And I'm of the believer that as Middleton gets more and more in the mix, Milwaukee continues to be undervalued in the betting market from that earlier midseason swoon when they they were embarrassed on Christmas on a national spotlight (laughs) against Boston, gave up a kajillion points. Tatum had 41 in that game. But people aren't really understanding just what the team has when they get Middleton, a a former all-star, back into the fold. That's something that's not being priced in, Josh. And you can still find some books have six to one on Milwaukee right now, which to me is a great number. I'm right there with you, Ben. And kind of what we learned from the championship run a few years ago is that Middleton is kind of the key. I know Giannis is your best player, the most important player, but Giannis can only do so much on his own, especially in the playoffs. You saw the Celtics really key on Giannis. Again, that series went to seven games, so it could have been a coin flip either way. But this is a team that is very well coached, is very deep. Uh, obviously, Brooke Lopez is, you know, kind of turning back the clock here, still doing great. You have uh, Drew Holiday as well. And again, Crowder is a guy that kind of a luxury here. You gave up all these picks, but he's a guy who has been on a lot of winning teams, is a good kind of culture guy in your locker room, plays tough defense, can knock down a three. But again, it's all about Middleton. If he can stay healthy, remember that run, Ben, that they had? He was one of your best players every single game, and he's kind of the X factor for them. So I'm with you. The Celtics are obviously the markets telling us that they're the team that should win the East and, and go to the NBA Finals. But the Bucs are right behind them, plus 225 uh, to come out of the East. And I think that number uh, really does have value here quite a bit. So, Ben, let's get Bucks and Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. You and me can maybe make a friendly wager between we, those uh, two. We could, do, we could do more than a friendly wager, Josh. We could, <laughs> we could put some real uh, coin on the line. That would be such a yeah, such an outstanding series if that were to happen. Uh, just updating the number for tonight. I mean, this open Bucks minus four, Josh. As soon as the news on Tatum and Brown came out last night, it, it ballooned as high as 10, 10 and a half, but it's actually come down to eight and a half or nine right now. That's the consensus number. Uh, hard, hard to really have conviction, though, in that game, considering all the pieces out for Boston. Similar case with the other quote unquote marquee game of the night in Golden State and the LA Clippers, where second night of a back to back for Golden State, one last night to snap a two game losing streak, but Steph Curry remains out through the All Star break, a team that is clearly, as you say, Josh building up for the stretch run. The games right now, it's sort of been a tread water time for Golden State. Uh, and as a result of that, Clippers uh, Clippers right now tied for the five seed. They are very healthy, have been off since Friday as well, and are laying now as high as seven and a half in the market. Some money has actually come to Golden State, but really, this is kind of one of those classic NBA nights, Josh, where it's hard to really feel good about wanting to get involved with either of the two marquee games. I'm right there with you, Ben. And again, I think, you know, last year when you and you Pritch and I were doing some shows, we do institute the 6 p.m. rule, which is basically uh, don't make a wager on the NBA until six o'clock when all the actives and inactives come out. And this is why it can be so frustrating, because when you're trying to cap the NBA, well, you could be looking at it, you know, 8 a.m., 10 a.m., noon could be vastly different by the time you get to uh, tip off here. So it's really difficult. You know, I was actually seeing on Twitter here, Ben, Michael Jordan and like his games missed in the minutes that he played compared to like players today in terms of taking load management and even coming up with like new phrases. Like I think there was one like uh, injury precaution I saw or like these different words that they're getting for these players here uh, to kind of be very careful of them. So with the Clippers, you always got to worry about Paul George, a late scratch or Kawhi Leonard here. Uh, to your point, you know, it's an obvious play to the Clippers. We're showing eight and a half on our V board but as you mentioned i'm seeing this thing get down to seven and a half so uh to me i don't really want to touch these games ben where you have injury concerns or guys are questionable you see it a lot of time with the philadelphia 76ers where you know they'll be maybe a four-point favorite but Embiid is questionable you don't know whether or not he's going to play so one angle that i have been looking at ben uh, is maybe buying low on some overs like for example mm-hmm. that celtics bucks over that opened like 230 you're down now to what 224 and a half 225 
if you can get a situation where there's maybe an overreaction to injuries or some guys are out and it's just, oh, bet against them, their star players are out or, oh, their star players are out, it's going to be a much lower scoring game here. I think if you wait it out and you kind of look for extreme examples of like a 230, now it's down to maybe, let's say, 222, you buy low, take that over 222. But again, I think right now the money to be made is, is in college basketball. NBA, I think, is the hardest sport to bet on because of these injury questions every single day. I totally, you're spot on with that. We will save your MB, MVP thought for later because we are going to do our <laughs> Valentine's Day special of the bets we love right now. But in the in the vein of futures, the one I would that has caught my attention, it's really interesting. You can bet this at DraftKings, the team to have the most regular season wins. Denver's at plus 390. They're a game and a half back of Boston for the best record in the league, yet have one of the easier strength to schedules. They have, they have the easiest strength to schedule of any team who is a contender down the stretch. Denver is 20th on strength of schedule. And in this year, with so many teams tanking for the likes of Victor Weminyama at the top of the draft board, Scoot Henderson, number two, both viewed as generational talents coming into the NBA, you're going to get some uh, some cakewalks from Denver down the stretch and still battling to hold on to that number one seed in the West. Plus 390 is a very tempting number, Josh, that stands out to me. I'm with you, Ben. And by the way, when Banyama, I just double checked the other day, he's minus 6,000 to go first overall. So he's going first overall, but obviously there's no value there as a better. I'm with you, Ben. This is a team that brought in Thomas Bryant for some big man help. Reggie Jackson's now brought into the fold. Jokic is playing great. You have the high altitude advantage at home. I'm with you. 390 sounds pretty good. And that number has gone up a little bit. It was as low as uh, 253 to 1 is trickled back down. So some good value if you're interested in betting on that right now. When we come back, time to get Will Hill's plays of the day our do-it-all visa analyst will joins the show right after this there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables Ooh, yum and how you get the most out of select can't miss events With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. Basketball fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Just place a single first basket score prop bet on any NBA game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in bonus bets. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. An authorized gaming partner of the NBA, just log into your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first basket in any NBA game. If your bet misses, you'll get up to $25 back in bonus bets. Turn game time into showtime with BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager, new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. We welcome you back to the Lombardi Line. Josh Applebaum in for Mike Pritchard today. Josh joining us from Boston. We have Will Hill with us also from the East Coast in the, you know, the lovely tri-state area. Will Hill is, is such a, a great do-it-all analyst for us at Beeson that we're going to cover four sports in the next 10 minutes. That's what we get when we bring Will Hill on. <laughs> Let's start NFL. It might be the off-season, Will, but futures markets are already taking shape for next season. And there is a bet you have placed. Enlighten us, sir. Where did, where did you see some value on the odds board for next year? Yeah, to me, to me, the NFL offseason was yesterday. It was one day. It was Monday. Now it's, it's NFL season again. Uh, countdown to kickoff. I actually bet the Chiefs plus 600 to win next year's Super Bowl. Wow. Now, if you want to sit here and say, hey, I don't want to tie up my money that long. I don't want to tie up my credit that long. That's a perfectly reasonable thought. Uh, I just think if you are willing to, um, you know, it, that's a, a, about as good as a number as you're going to get from now until whenever because it reminds me of the old Patriots they just they wake up in the AFC title game they got the best quarterback they got the best player at the most important position and you know you look at the the competition there's so much importance on getting the one seed and the Chargers just can't get out of their own way the Raiders and Broncos are they going to be any good probably not so you know the Bills are in a tough division with the AFC East maybe Rodgers going to the Jets Patriots are okay Uh, Dolphins aren't bad AFC North is really good. You don't really worry about anyone from the AFC South. So Chiefs have 11 draft picks. They'll probably get a little better, you know, find some more explosiveness at receiver. Uh, you know, they're going to be right there. And, and, and six to one, that's just one where you put it in your pocket and you look up next January and say, oh, wow, I got the Chiefs, you know, at six to one. And they're back in the second, third round of the playoffs. And they're probably going to be two, three to one at that time. So, again, if you don't want to type your money that long, I understand. But uh, to me, just based on the numbers, that's a good, uh, good choice there. No, Will, I'm right there with you. And again, I've seen dynasties up close and personal with my Patriots. And what do you need? You need a great quarterback. You need a great coach. Even Mahomes this year. I mean, he had all these new wide receivers. I don't think a single wide receiver this year played on the team last year. A lot of these guys will be returning, be even better here. But, Will, I got to ask you about the Jets, 25-1. to 1. And also, is it true that you're a VEASAN sports betting expert? Or are you the new offensive coordinator of the New York Jets? Guys, can we throw this up? Oh, Every time man. I see this guy in the sidelines, I see Will Hill. Will, you're much more attractive, I would take Will. this. As a, uh, as, as, a, as a good sign here, man, I think you're a much more attractive and sharper guy. But do you see the resemblance here? I see Will Hill's doppelganger. All I hear, Ben, is I, all I hear from Josh is all gingers look alike. And this is 2023, so you got to be careful. Uh, we're a protected group or a protected class. So just watch out, man. It's a new time. But, yeah, that's funny. I hadn't realized that. What's his name? I, I Todd, Downing. My... Todd Downing. Todd okay, Downing. Pass game I, I coordinator saw they... for the Jets. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they got him for the pass game coordinator. Okay. Yeah, because I saw he was with the Titans and they – <laughs> so they, they hired him, but not to be the coordinator. But that's a uh, that's a good pick up by you, Josh. That's, I, I hadn't heard that one. <laughs> that's the thing, uh, as Josh, far as the is as far as the twenty, it's right. As far as the twenty five to one, man, I don't know. With Rodgers, 
they're, they're building in the fact that they're going to get Rodgers. Maybe you get Rodgers and it moves up a little bit. But again, you're still in a division with Allen and, and the Dolphins, like I said, pretty good. You're in a conference with Burrow. You're in a conference with, uh, you know, the Chiefs and Mahomes and Herbert. I, I don't know. I mean, the, the Jets are good. That's a really good roster, and, and they'll be they'll be awesome with, with if they do get Rodgers. They'll be just as good as with the Bills, just as good as the Bills. So that's not a terrible number. It's just, man, I, I don't know. There's a lot of competition, and you know, I, I don't even know if would that put him as the favorite over the Bills. Maybe co-favorite to be interesting. Will Hill again joining us uh, right now at Not The Will Hills. You can find his work. And for those of you listening to us on the radio side, you really you really missed out on our, the great work that uh, Sergio Sanchez, our guy uh, running graphics today, did with the doppelganger Will Hill and uh, apparent doppelganger, I should say, Todd Downing. Let's go to the college basketball hardwood for tonight. Well, we're about a month out from Selection Sunday. Bracketology starting to take pretty firm shape and some really good games on the card. We'll start with my alma mater, the Missouri Tigers, still not ranked. Not sure how that's possible. What do they have to do to get the top 25, Will? Beat Tennessee on the road in Knoxville uh, last weekend. Now go to Auburn, take on a, a very good Tigers team in, in Bruce Pearl's club that is also in the mix for the NCAA tournament. Both, both of these Tigers right now projected in anywhere from that 7 to 9 or 10 seed range. Line uh, open six. We're up to six and a half right now. Auburn is laying it tonight at home on the Plains. Uh, where, where do you see this, uh, this, this matchup breaking down overall with the two Tigers going at it? Yeah, just so the audience knows, Ben texted me before the show and said, pick Missouri so I can talk about that great buzzer beater win they had on Saturday against Tennessee. That was a hell of a win way up. Then, you know, usually when you're a big underdog and you're way up and then you fall behind, it sort of goes the other way. But they came back just an incredible win. And uh, like you said, they keep getting no respect. That line on Saturday didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, against a really flawed Tennessee team. And to me, the six and a half is too many against an Auburn team, which, look, I don't like their profile. Auburn shoots under 30% from three. They shoot poorly free throws. They're in the 60-something percent in terms of free throws. They turn the ball over a lot. Meanwhile, Missouri, they make their free throws 75-plus percent, uh, 37% or so from three. They take care of the ball a little better than Auburn. Uh, I'll gladly take the six and a half, and I'll just keep riding the uh, the fighting Ben Wilsons and the fighting Jeff Parles here. There I think go. Missouri's a tournament team. Oh, uh, Will Hill, we got another one for you. I think we're on the same side of this one. To me, this is one of your sharpest plays of the night. It's super contrarian. We got a good, sharp reverse line move. I'm talking OK State at home tonight against Kansas. What jumps out to me, Will, is the public is all over Kansas. Your number five team in the country. They're getting 80% of bets across the market. You know, they actually opened only laying minus two. I, I jumped on the plus two this morning with OK State. I am loving the fact that OK State is now down to plus one and a half. So kind of if you take a step back, if everyone's been in Kansas, why is this line dropping toward Oklahoma State here? We have seen these unranked teams versus ranked teams do very well this year. They're 57% against the spread. Ken Palm has Kansas winning by one. So, Will Hill, what do you think? Is this a nice uh, spot here to back the Cowboys in a really contrarian unranked uh, favorite or unranked dog against a ranked opponent? Yeah, I really like Oklahoma State here. I just think the Big 12, man, it's so good. It's so deep. It almost just it comes down to who's at home. It's so hard to win on the road. And these teams played New Year's Eve. Oklahoma State was up 15 at the half. They end up losing by a bucket. But that was a game where Kansas shot 50% from three. I think if you flip home court, uh, a game that was really competitive in Kansas, I think that's a tough place to play, tough place to win in Stillwater. Uh, I think Oklahoma State probably shoots a little better at home. Kansas doesn't shoot as well on the road. And I think Oklahoma State gets the win tonight.
That was a rocking chair cover for the for the Pokes in game one. Uh, they were covering uh, wire to wire. They almost won the game outright on the road against Kansas. Uh, Will Hill again joining yeah, us was, right now. That was uh, the uh, that was the day of the, the college football playoffs. So that probably flew under the radar. But yeah, that was a good game, too. I, I, yes, I remember being in studio with with uh, with the Mizzou alum uh, himself, Jeff Paros, watching uh, all watching all those games play out. <laughs> Will, as far as the NBA card tonight, because again, we promised four sports in 10 minutes. We're going rapid fire here. Uh, NBA card tonight. The marquee games are hard to bet on because of all the yeah, injuries in, in the Boston. In Milwaukee and in the Golden State LA Clippers game, but what uh, what game jumped out to you on the card tonight? Yeah, it's really it's bad for the sport, man. You never know who's playing, you know what <laughs> night, and uh, with all the trades, nobody even knows what's who's on what team anymore. So you really need a uh, an advanced course here in the NBA to keep Pretty up much. with it. But I do like the Magic. I've been betting this team a lot. I mean, they started five and twenty. They're nineteen and fourteen since. They have a lot of length, a lot of size, a lot of good young players, and they're playing a Toronto team that really can't shoot, can't score. Uh, they get a lot of their offense off of turnovers, second chance points with offensive rebounds. Well, I don't know how many offensive rebounds they're going to get against the size of the Magic. So two teams that are kind of similar, a lot of length, uh, a lot of athletes. Both teams struggle to shoot, struggle to score. So I'll gladly take the seven and a half with Orlando. I know it's a road back to back second night, but with a younger team, I don't worry about it as much. So I'll take Orlando here plus the seven and a half. Will, I'm your hype man here, so I'm just going to show the crowd how much of a well-rounded better you are. We are hitting on all the sports, but you got one more. Give me a golf play here. I think you might you might be taking uh, the stepbrother, Derek, also the guy in severance here, but the other Adam Scott in golf tonight are coming up. Yeah. It's hard to look at this tournament, the Genesis Open. It's hard to look at this tournament in the course history of the Riviera and not look at Adam Scott. I mean, he won here three years ago. Uh, that was his second win. He also won there in 2005. He's got a bunch of top five, top 10 finishes. And 55 to one uh, with somebody who's this good at this course, I think is, is worth a look. Also thought about maybe Sam Burns, 30 to one. Uh, he's a guy I, I like to bet on a lot, a lot of talent. So Burns at 30 to one and maybe Adam Scott, 55 to one with that course history are two guys I'm looking at. Yeah, a fantastic tournament this week with Tiger uh, making his return. To, uh, to I'd be Riviera. looking to fade Tiger, uh, though. I, I don't yeah. know about Tiger. That hard hard to know what to expect. He is a one fifty to one on the at least on the outright odds board there. And the new the new uh, the Netflix doc uh, the, the I don't know what the name is, but the PGA behind the scenes doc drops tomorrow. So a big week, big week for us uh, golf fans. Well, we didn't get we didn't hit on Champions League or uh, you know or, or any or any uh, other ridiculous sports out there. But at least we got that. we got through four here in this one stretch. Oh, as always, man, appreciate the time. And uh, we we got to get you out here to Vegas soon. We, we there were so many. So many people out here for the Super Bowl, Will, and we missed you. So we, we gotta, we're going to effort that. Uh, get Will Hill out to Vegas sometime soon. I didn't do any F1. I leave that for you because you got the new podcast with Mikhail. So yeah. you give me a chance to plug that. But I appreciate you guys having me on. Absolutely. Good to see you, Josh. See you guys. Will Hill Thanks, again Will. joining us as we wrap up our number one on the show. When we return for Josh and I, it is a fun time of year for us as we dive deep into college basketball. Selection Sunday about a month away. We'll get into our future's thoughts and some top games on the card tonight. Some really good matchups in the college hardwood we'll discuss next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.